This is The Point, professional investing in Australia with Pendle. Welcome to The Point podcast from Pendle. The past 12 months have been hectic for financial markets, from the war in Ukraine and energy crisis, through to soaring inflation and interest rates and a flight to quality. There's been political turmoil, zero tolerance of COVID in China, and intense volatility in markets. Throughout the year, there's been few places to hide for investors with sell-offs in both bonds and equities. So what does the future hold? How should investors be positioning their portfolios in the run-up to 2023? To help us out, I welcome to The Point, Michael Blaney, Head of the Multi-Asset Investment Team at Pendle. Michael, welcome to The Point. Thanks, Sean. It's great to be here. So what are the key lessons investors should take from the past 12 months or so? Well, I think the first one is that volatility in financial markets is, is a normal thing. It can obviously cause short-term pain, but it also creates opportunities for longer-term investors who are willing to take a, a long-term view when, when value arises. I think the other thing is that you know people had assumed that bonds and equities would always move in opposite directions with that negative correlation that we've seen over the last decade or two. But the reality is that correlations and diversification benefits of various asset classes do vary over time. And so it's important to have more than just bonds and equities in a mix. And that's why we believe in having meaningful allocations to alternative assets in an asset allocation, because some of the exposures there, particularly those that have given us a bit more energy price exposure or some commodity linked exposures, those things have actually performed quite well in the last year and actually helped to cushion the the downside for investors. Okay. So as we stand at the moment, Where are those major asset classes in terms of value? So equity, bonds, real assets slash alternates, where are they at the moment? Well, in in terms of sort of the broad asset groupings, we see both bonds and equities as being around fair value. There is obviously still quite negative sentiment towards both asset classes. We do pick that up in our investment process. There are still some significant downside risks. The most obvious at present for um, equities being weakness in corporate earnings, should we see that start start to flow through through the first half of next year. So at this point, we'd say for a portfolio, it would make sense to be slightly underweight uh, both equities and bonds, but not to the extent that we were underweight through most of last year. In alternative assets, there are some reasonable opportunities and we've been taking advantage of those, particularly within some of the listed infrastructure securities that are available in the market. They got quite beaten down and so we have picked up some high quality assets at, at good prices there. Okay. How do you think the next 12 months or so will play out? Well, it's always difficult to have a crystal ball about the short term. So the first thing we always encourage people is to make sure that their strategy is set right um, for their long-term goals and for their time horizon. But we would say, look, around now is a a time when you'd want to be fairly close to your neutral settings overall. So if you're a 70-30 type investor, 70% growth, 30% defensive, you'd want to be close to that as I said, probably a little bit underweight equities and a little bit underweight bonds, but not have massive positions on. We see sort of more opportunities right now in some of the relative value positions, taking value between markets. So for instance, you know, UK equities being somewhat cheap, US equities still being somewhat expensive. So playing those to much the same extent as you would normally play sort of more directional positions. So we think it's a reasonable environment for investors and you're being, obviously there's still risk out there, but there's always risk out there. Mm. And you're being 
reasonably rewarded for those risks at this point in time. So I think, you know, that represents a sensible positioning right now, but with a reasonable amount of cash up your sleeve so that if you do see some further falls next year, then we could start to see some really interesting buying opportunities. Okay. And then finally, what are, what are the key indicators as we head into 2023 that you will be keeping an eye on in terms of what macroeconomic indicators in terms of what it means for markets? Is it still all about inflation? Inflation is still very much on the top of investors' minds. And I think that's that's something that we and no doubt everyone in the markets will continue to look at closely. Similarly, we'll see, uh, you know, keep an eye, close eye on, on employment and on also on forward-looking economic indicators, which we always have done because, you know, employment and inflation are unfortunately lagging indicators. And they're, of mm. course, the, the things that central banks need to use as indicators to set policy, but they are lagging. We'll also be looking at corporate earnings because, as I said, that's probably, you know, in terms of the larger risks to equities right now, we've really seen what I would call the valuation repricing, which is basically yields going up and the price to earnings ratios and equities having to adjust. That process has flowed through. Really, the key downside risk for equities over the next 12 months is if we start to see more significant weakness in earnings than we've seen so far. Michael, thank you for talking to The Point. Thank you, Sean. That was Michael Blaney, head of the multi-asset investments team at Pendle. You've been listening to The Point podcast from Pendle. I'm Sean Aylmer. Have a great day.